Well, that was uh, once again the Massacre Cave leading us in with uh, their new track, Fighting Giants. Uh, this is episode 843 yes, of the it is. Star of Eternal podcast. It's not actually, it's actually episode 104. I'm still questioning your judgment on that one. I mean, it's probably closer to 843, but we'll just go with what I said. Okay. Uh, So we are back once again on this uh, wonderful Sunday afternoon, evening, evening when you hear it, or night, or depending where you are, it could be afternoon. Yeah. I don't know. Why even bother bother saying that? I I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, But we have, uh, once again, a lot of stuff to cover this week. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things happening. There were? Yes. Oh. I know. It's crazy. Uh, So let's uh, quickly, we'll tackle some of the reviews that happened this week. And it was a good week. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad it was a good week, Daryl. You know, I like to think that every week is a good week, but, you know, some weeks are better than others. Uh, So this week we had two really good albums to review. I'll work backwards because it, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to waste any time talking about Mirker. Uh Uh-huh. So the the f- debut full length from Mirker was released uh, this past Friday, and I uh, had a review of that up on the site, and it ties into the feature of the week as well. They go hand in hand, uh, but I will say in in the in the short way that the Mirker album is very good. She and she being Amelie Brune, wow, uh, is a exceedingly talented musician. Uh, I know I showed you the video of her playing the Tetris theme on the piano. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. Uh, She plays a lot of the instruments on the album with a little help from her friends. Uh, But the album on the whole is some really cool folkish black metal. Uh, But the advantage she seems to have is uh, because she has a great voice, she does these really uh, ethereal atmospheric interludes where, you know, she's kind of doing these chanting things and the music is really soft and... It really works well. Yes, I agree. What I've heard of her, I've really enjoyed. Yeah, I think she does a great job, and this is where it ties into the features, that she is a, a woman. She is a woman, yes. She, she is a woman, She yes. is a woman, uh, a Danish woman, uh-huh. and she's doing black metal. And uh, Say what? Yeah, seriously. The, the female black metal community is slim to none. Right. Uh, and when... Relapse started teasing her debut EP uh, almost a year ago now. It's crazy that it's almost a year ago. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were a little skeptical. Like, oh my God, there's no way a woman does black metal. She's probably never listened to black metal in her life because she's a woman. And there's no way that women like black metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a stupid thing to think, but it's an right. even stupider thing to say. And Relapse has done... A great job promoting her and promoting both of her releases. And, you know, they've really given her the push. She's been in every major publication. She did a huge thing in Terrorizer and, you know, good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that she is a huge black metal fan. Uh, she is also in a band. I guess it's not a band. It's a duo called X-Cops. Uh-huh. And they make um, electronic-y pop music. Really? Yeah. And uh, I was reading an interview with her bandmate, which I uh, referenced in the in the feature. And somebody asked, you know, oh, you guys, you know, listen to the same music. And he kind of laughed. I was like, oh, no, she listens to, like, crazy black metal. So, I mean, it's not like she's faking it. She's right. not like, you know, she's listening to Taylor Swift all day and then, you know, goes to make an album. Like, but I'm going to make a black metal album. I fool them all. It's actually Taylor Swift making the album. And probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, she did have blonde hair, right? So, she does have blonde hair, There yes. you go. Uh, but... 
this whole notion that women can't be in metal, that women aren't metal, that women can't be brutal enough. It's, it's just, it's ancient and archaic and it needs to go. Right. Uh, I think there's been plenty of examples of women who are successful in metal and not just, yes, there are a lot of the ones who get the little extra push because they're, you know, particularly attractive women. Hot. Yeah. Uh, Decibel magazine being a one that does their uh, hottest chicks in metal every year, yeah. which I, I mean, the women are, are beautiful, but that's not why, that's not why we care. Uh huh. It's not why we care. It's just a, a side. Uh, it's a side thing, but right. you know there are you know bands like Nightwish or Epica, Arch Enemy. These bands all have you know very uh, strong female uh, front women, and that's uh, I think that's important. I feel like I have so many questions to ask you about this, but they're all just going to sound sexist and terrible. Well, this is a sexist conversation. So, like, let's say a, an, an unattractive woman was the front front person in a band. Would they uh-huh. get less of a push? Would yes. they? Yeah. It it happens because I think that male metal fans, when they look at a female fronted band, they want to see an attractive woman holding the microphone. And there have been some bands where the 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 front women are not the uh, the model of physical perfection that men mm-hmm. you know, are looking for. And I think those bands often get discarded or you know not taken seriously. And I I mean that's. That's just stupid. I feel like considering it not taking seriously just sounds stupid when you're saying that most men base their decisions off of how hot the woman is that's singing it. So obviously you're not taking any part of this seriously if you're just right. judging by her looks. But exactly. And I think that's part of the problem is that a lot, yeah. of, a lot of men, when they look at female bands, they just assume that if the woman's not hot, why do I care? Right. I mean, you know, if you're in it for the music, then it shouldn't matter what they look like or if it's a man or a woman or children or, you know, look at baby metal. Right, That's another yeah. one. I mean, they they are uh, Japanese teenagers, and that right. Oh my god, it can't be metal. They're Japanese right. teenagers. They're three Japanese girls. It's not metal. Yeah, but it's not. That's just not how it's qualified. You right. can't you can't quantify how metal someone is based on their gender. Sorry to break the news. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I suggest everyone check out the Mirker album. You can now listen to that on the Mirker Bandcamp page, which is mirker.bandcamp.com. Oh, Bandcamp. I love that Bandcamp. Uh, and I actually, ordering from Relapse is great. And this is one of my moments where I will remind everyone that the music you like, you should pay for. You know, downloading stuff uh, for free is is uh, is not good for anyone. Right. But uh, in particular, when you buy something off of Bandcamp, you know, most of that money goes right to the band and or label that's running it. Uh, I actually bought the Relapse Anniversary Silver Vinyl of the Mirker album, and it came with this handy little download code for Bandcamp. Yeah, I love those. Yep. I think those are the coolest things. I think that could be the difference between uh, people buying physical media or not. Right. You know, if you're going to buy a CD or you're going to buy an album on vinyl, if it has that download code, very important. You big you're, time. You're getting your money's worth because now that, that vinyl you have, you can't obviously play in your car or whatever, but now, you know, you get the download code and you can. Yeah. Uh, but Relapse does a great job and they ship things in a very timely manner. I actually had the Mirker album three days before yeah. release, I think. They just, they do a fantastic job. I, I think I'm going to have to pick a label of the year at the end of the oh. year. And I, I think it's a runaway. I mean, every label's done a great job, but Relapse has had like killer releases. Yeah. Uh, guess what? The next album that I reviewed this week is a band called Hope Drone. Guess what label they're on? Are they on Relapse? They're on Relapse. Oh my God. And uh, this is a crazy black metal based band in Australia. 
Oh. Uh, and the Australians make great music. I've reviewed a million Australian bands, not literally a million, but you know, at least a dozen Australian bands, and they've all been fantastic. Uh, so this uh, band is no, they're not new. They've been around. They've been doing this for long enough to garner themselves quite the bit of attention. Uh, but it's a really long album. Oh, I, yeah, you did tell me about this one. I okay. believe the total runtime is somewhere near 77 minutes. Right. Now, when you think about other albums, the Mirker album uh, comes in at 44, but there's actually the bonus track puts it over 40. It's a demo version of one of the songs. So if without that, it's 39 minutes. Okay. And I think I told you that I think the right uh, runtime for an album is in that 40 to 45 minute range. You're, you know, it's accessible. Yeah. It's, you know, one you can listen to on your way to work and back or, you know, right. whatever. 77 minutes is, is, um, that's a lot to take in at one it's time. A, it's a lot to take in and it's intimidating. Yeah. And I think when I hit play, you know, the first and second time, it was kind of like, wow, this is okay. But yeah. they do a great job. The first track is 20 minutes long and it feels like it's five minutes long. Like it just flows so so well they do such a great job putting everything together and it's not just straight black metal there are parts that are very raw and and really really grating on your ears but they add some melody in there there's some really cool um kind of almost alceste type passages Mm. in there it's really really good uh it was an album that i wasn't sure about and pleasantly surprised with how much i liked it and once again Put out by Relapse. Of course. Uh, so <laughs> that's uh, another another win for that label. Uh, but definitely check out the Hope Drone album, Cloak of Ash. And guess where you can check that out? Uh, Bandcamp? Yeah, hopedrone.bandcamp.com. You can also buy awesome. the album there on vinyl through Relapse and get your immediate download. Maybe we should hang a little pro-con chart up for you for Relapse and every other label. And you can... Uh... Yeah. Start keeping track. Well, and I, I, I'm not. I've never been partial to relapse. I, I'm. It's not like I'm flying the flag of relapse, but they've done such a great job. I think they do a great job in promoting the bands they have. They have an, a, a great stable of really off the beaten path bands like Hope Drone and Locrian and Mirker are not bands that you're ever going to hear on any radio station, satellite or otherwise. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But relapse does a great job of collecting bands like that, and I think they they promote them well they've done a great job pushing physical goods mm-hmm. you know because they you know, the vinyl stuff they always have you know the multiple options right and right the Locrian album i got you know electric blue but there was also you know the standard black and the relapse anniversary silver and yeah you know they were responsible for the torch album with the 47 options there oh my god yes uh so anyway enough about relapse i've gushed <laughs> enough uh so we also this week had our first interview in a while yeah, in a long while. Uh, so we we got to ask some questions of Valkus, who is the one man behind the project in Adran. Yeah. Now he is also in the band Valkyria, which is kind of a gothic doom band. Uh, and Inadran is not anything like that. I've talked about them before. It's kind of really airy, black metal-y, instrumental stuff. Um, but. Obviously, we are grateful that he took the time to answer the questions. Definitely. We're always grateful when anybody actually even gets back to us about this stuff. And it's tough. You know, I know a lot of these, especially bands, um, you know, that don't have a label are, uh, you know, they're they're doing their own promotion and whatever, and it gets in the way, and there's a lot to do, and they have jobs or school or whatever. Right. So it's tough. But, you know, I'm glad he made the time and answered the questions, and I think uh, we agree that his answers were really, really good. They're cool. 
he really put some thought into it and gave us some like upfront, honest answers. Yeah, I know there was one um, that you that you mentioned. Right. Uh, we asked him about his, the difference between his musical styles from each project and uh, what his influences were. And the last line of his answer, uh, he said, there were a lot of melodies inside me accumulating over the years, and now it was time to take them out. I just think that's so poetic. Right. And it is poetic. And the fact is that the two projects are so drastically different. And right. they sound so different that they, you can't. There's no crossover. It's not like if he had this idea, oh, I could use it in Valkyria. It's No, it's not going to work there. It has right. to go with this one. Right. Uh, and it's so funny for someone to have such a, he's got a great grasp of, of you know, that poetic stance. Yeah. And yet no vocals, no lyrics on the album. Right. And I think he has just as great a grasp on the instrumental poetry. And that's why the album is so successful. Well, that was one of the other things he said too, was that the the melody speaks more than a thousand words, so the putting um, lyrics over it just would have shadowed it. Right, and I, I think he's right. I yeah. mean, I, can't, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure his lyrics would be awesome. Right. Um, as a vocalist, I don't know, but you know, the project was so perfect as an instrumental. I just can't imagine it any differently. Yeah. But uh, make sure you read that interview. Really stoked about that one. Check out his page. Uh, you can check him out on Facebook. He has, I believe, one song currently up on Bandcamp because the album is not officially released until later in the year. But you can go to, I believe it's inadran.bandcamp.com and check out at least one song <laughs> from cool. the album. Uh, so that's a lot to read already. And then we had a, uh, I believe it's a metric fuck ton <laughs> of news. That sounds about right. And yes. it was so much news that I didn't actually even get to put it all up. I'm actually going to have to roll it into next week. Oh, boy. Uh, but, I mean, early in the week. There was uh, Ghost and Mirker streaming both new albums in full yeah. in various places. Uh, Amorphous posted the sixth behind-the-scenes video from their new album, which I am anxiously awaiting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They posted a, a Wacken Open Air Festival, posted several videos of performances. The most notably was Opeth. Very cool. Very cool. And I actually tracked down the full Opeth set Whoa. from Wacken which you can actually watch, I believe, on their uh, their YouTube channel. And it's a little scary. Scary? It's a little scary. Why? Uh, well, the last two Opeth albums have contained no growls, no screams. It's been kind of stripped down. Not acoustic, but quiet. Yeah. And he's done the tours and everything else, and they've taken most of the death metal type stuff out completely. Mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to do that forever, and I understand. I like the albums. They're just fine. But he, when you do a big festival like that, you can't do all acoustic stuff and all quiet stuff. You got to do right. something. So they played a couple of the major screaming tracks. And I just don't know if his voice is there anymore. Oh, no. His growls just weren't, they weren't crisp. They weren't on point. It was a little off. Great performances. Uh, Martin Mendez is quite possibly my favorite bass player of all time. Yeah. And he just makes it look uh, exceedingly easy. And people commented he looks like uh, Charlie Day from It's Oh Always My Sunny. God. <laughs> but uh, definitely check out their set and you know see what you think of his current state of vocals. Very interesting. I wonder if the, that's why he's not growling so much, if he's aware of the fact that it's not as good as it once well, was. That That's possible. But also, you know, if you are growling all the time and then you stop, I mean, they've toured for the last, you know, two years behind these last two albums and you stop and then you have to start again and do it. I can't think that it's, you know, Oh, turn yeah. it right back on, and now, ooh, I'm growling. Ooh, oh, boy. I, just, I don't think it's that easy. Maybe you should sub for him there. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm. 
so there was that. Uh, Deaf Heaven released a song from their upcoming new album, and that's awesome. Uh, then later in the week, we got the the big one, the big one. <laughs> Swallow the Sun announced their new album. <gasps> I know. Breathe. It's okay. Not only did they announce their new album, it's going to be a triple album. Wiggity what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be a triple album called Songs from the North 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you can read more about it on their Facebook page, but the key thing to notice, they said all three sound different from one another, but fit together. That's cool. And Swallow the Sun is probably definitely in my top five favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. So I am greatly anticipating this album, and I have zero doubt that it's going to be incredible. It's a bold statement. It is a bold statement, but nonetheless. I it, would say I would say once a podcast, you make a very bold statement like that. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I try to I try to make a bold statement every now and then, but you know, these aren't really even bold statements. They're you know, yeah, obviously, every, Op- yeah. opinions of one man. And if you've ever listened to any of the podcasts or read anything, you know, that I've ever written, you know how much I like uh, Swallow the Sun. Uh-huh. So that album will be out in November. Those albums, whatever, yeah. will be out in November. Uh, Ghost just completed today, actually, their Unholy Unplugged uh, tour. They hit five record stores and did a little three-song set and did a signing. You can watch a video for from the first date in uh, Seattle on our site. Really, really fun there. Uh, My Dying Bride released another track, but this is a non-album track through Decibel Magazine, and that will be part of the Decibel Flexi series where they do the little Flexi 7 Ooh. inches. I don't know why I never got into those. I really, I feel I think, like I should have been collecting them all along. They're so cool. Yeah. A uh, new music video from Graveyard. Oh, and then this one, Between the Buried and Me announced the tour. Now, you're looking at me funny. You know why? I don't give a flying fuck about Between the Buried Yeah, that's why I'm wondering why we're talking about it. Well, because the other people on the tour, I do give a flying, I give several flying fucks oh, okay. about. Uh, I will say, I'll, I'll quickly do a little tangent here and mention that I don't like Between the Buried and Me. If they were an instrumental band, I might like them, but the vocals have never quite caught me. Uh, but my favorite BT Bam moment, oh, as, as their fans call them, uh, which I believe I've talked about on the podcast, you know, probably years ago, uh, was when we saw them open for Mastodon towards the end of the Crack the Sky tour, and the crowd at uh, the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey was very clearly a Mastodon-heavy crowd. Okay. So when you are the opening band for a crowd that doesn't want to see you, mm-hmm. needless to say, they you know are not happy. And uh, during the set, while BT Bam was doing whatever it is you call them, what they do, <laughs> uh, the a small contingent of the crowd, back by the soundboard, started to chant, "You suck, dick." You oh my suck god! Dick. And that went from a couple people to more people, and it ended up in a fairly large. I mean, the place isn't huge, but there was you know, a, a large cluster of people chanting, "You suck, dick." And I've never seen a band stop their set to address something <laughs> like that. And sure enough, they stopped. Lead singer, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Comes to the front of the stage, like, "Hey, man, that's not cool. We're <laughs> trying to play some songs for you, and we're just doing our thing up here." And and the 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 guitar player, one of the guitar players, comes to the front of the stage and is kind of like holding his arms out, like, "You know, what's up, bro? We want to go, bro." He's gonna take the whole audience. Yeah, like the like the South Park uh, uh, Broadway Bro Down uh-huh. episode. Like, what are you doing, bro? Come on, bro. Right. And uh, the lead singer continues, and and besides, I've never sucked a dick. Uh, but he said it in a way that made it seem like 
it was on his list. He just hasn't gotten around to right. it. Right. The inflection is all is key right. there. Yeah. Right. And it was uh, it was a laugh, and they went back and finished again whatever it is that they do. Mastodon came out, played a terrible set, and we thought they were going to break up that night. Oh, my God. Uh, Brent restarted one song like three times because he couldn't. His guitar was out of tune, and he screamed at the sound guy, and apparently that sound guy quit, and it was a whole big deal. Oh, boy. That's neither here nor there. Between the Buried and Me going on tour in support of their new album, The Coma Ecliptic. Uh, and the reason I care is because they are getting support from Enslaved. Oh. And Intronaut. Really? Yes. Interesting. I don't know how a tour like this gets put together yeah, because no. those bands don't belong anywhere near each other. They All don't belong right. on the same planet, let alone on the same tour. But it makes me happy because uh, they're coming to New York on December 15th. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what day of the week that is. It doesn't really matter. But I'd like to go to that show. And you know why I'd like to go to that show? The opening opening band is a band called Native Construct, which I have uh, yet to listen to. Uh-huh. But think about this. It would be a show that I wouldn't even need to stay to the end of. I was just going to say, you get to leave early. Usually, I, you know, I've, I've suffered through a lot of horrible opening bands to get to the main act. In this case, I could go... I could watch Native Construct because I know nothing about them. Mm-hmm. And then I could watch Intronaut and I could watch Enslaved. And the second Enslaved goes, thank you, BG Bam up next. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 buy, a t- buy a t-shirt, I'm in the car. <laughs> that could be a pretty uh, pretty great concert experience. It could be. It definitely could be. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the opportunity. I haven't totally decided that I haven't committed to the fact that I'm going to go yet. I'm sure you'll be buying it's, tickets later. Yeah, but it's December. December's a tough month to do anything yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, between yeah. weather and work and whatever else. But that's neither here nor there. So you can go see Enslaved and Intronaut and Native Construct on tour with them between the Buried and Me. Uh, Your favorite band. <laughs> my favorite band ever. Uh, there's a lot more big album announcements, and I'll get to those early in the week. Intronaut, for one, is going to mm-hmm. have a they announced a new album, and uh, that's going to be awesome. And there's going to be 47 versions of that, from what I understand, oh on vinyl, all with an etching on the D side. So I'll be sitting in the office with you for 20 minutes while you debate the pros and cons of each color choice. It's agonizing. Showing me samples of each one and asking <laughs> me which one I like better and then disregarding any opinion I have on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that covers everything that we had on the site this week. Am I right about that? I think you're good. I, I think I, I think I pretty much covered it. And uh, there's going to be some reviews on the site this coming week. Yeah. I really hope I get to the Amorphous album very quickly because I'm uh-huh. really excited about that. And uh, there will be tons of news. Apparently. There will be another feature probably about sure. something. I think it's. Uh, I think I'm going to have you do a little something on that. Yeah. Well, this is probably the last week I'll have free time to write one. So uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, so anyway, Good. so we'll just, you know, keep doing... Whatever it is that we do, and you guys can keep reading, and uh, make sure you follow us on all the various forms of social media. Please and thank you. Yep, that would be Instagram. Twitter. Face- Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. MySpace. MySpace. Google+. Plus. Google+. Plus. Uh, got some interesting likes and comments from Google+, Plus this week. People do actually use Google+. Plus. No. Yeah, they do. I think, I'm curious how many more people use Google+, Plus than MySpace. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. That's yeah. That's yeah, it's a, kind of a tough thought, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to criticize Google Plus or MySpace. Or well, I mean, I'm here. To, MySpace <laughs> sucks. I don't know why we. I don't oh, know why boy. I keep posting. I could delete that link today, and it probably wouldn't lose a single view of the site. That's what you think. Yeah, that's what I think. It actually turns out all of our views right. are coming from MySpace. No one's clicking on Facebook. Nope. 
Uh, but again, if you follow us on Facebook, make sure you click the button, and you know, so we're in your news feed. The follow the button. follow button. The follow button. So we're in your news feed, so you can see the on average two posts a day. Not we don't post food. Nope, said this no. No last food. week. No food. No cats. No cats. Um, but you can see the you know album of the day that we're listening to, and whatever we do that night, a post uh, review news, whatever. Yep. Uh, so you do that. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And we'll be back next week to talk about more stuff. For the 844th podcast. 844th podcast. And we have uh, begun production on the next blooper reel. (laughs) And uh, that'll be released sometime by the end of the year, maybe. Oh, boy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And let the Massacre Cave take us out. (laughs) 